Welcome to the David Blackmore Show. Join me as we take a deep, refreshing dive into the most profound quotes of all time, made famous by some of the greatest minds throughout our history. Discover the positive forces that control human behavior, our ideas, and our beliefs. And learn how to use these golden mountains of truth to be wiser, healthier, happier, and more productive in your daily life. Welcome to Episode 5 of the David Blackmore Show. Life is like a box of chocolates. This simple quote made famous by Tom Hanks is loaded with metaphors. And it might put the local psychic out of business, but the best way to predict the future is to create it, according to business guru Peter Drucker. And why Steve Jobs never let the noise of others' opinions drown out his own inner voice. So join me now for a deep dive into these fascinating quotes by these fascinating people. Just remember, life is like a box of chocolates. You know, they've got these chocolate assortments, and you like some, but you don't like others. And you eat all the ones you like, and the only ones left are the ones you don't like as much. Always think about that when something painful comes up. Now I just have to polish these off, and everything will be okay. Life is like a box of chocolates. This quote, which is a metaphor of life, appeared in the film Forrest Gump when Tom Hanks, the lead character, says, My mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. The quote actually originated from the book Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami, a Japanese writer. The book is about the nostalgia of the upheaval of the 60s, and it's aptly named after a Beatles song. This quote is just loaded with metaphors. It talks about the surprises of life that await us and the need to embrace uncertainty. We have this assortment of things that we get to choose from in life. We usually go for the things that we like and we have to leave behind some things that we don't like and that's the way it is in life you know so we have these choices we can't take it all with us but we can have anything we want that's within there by bracing uncertainty choosing things that we enjoy and that we like and we want to pursue we're able to move forward and sometimes we have to leave behind other things that maybe we don't like as much. And it can be painful, but we have to continue to move forward and not let these memories or these feelings of loss drag us down so that we can move forward in life. Because you know what? Life is like a box of chocolates. And the example that I'd like to use currently in my life, it's more about my my daughter who's 
moving away to Halifax and pursuing her master's degree in journalism. Of all the choices that she had, she picked the one that she thought would give her the most long-term benefit in the long run. And so I really have to admire her for choosing that and having to leave some other things behind. And I know it was very sad for her to, and for me as well, for her to have to leave some things behind and move on in life and pursue her dreams and her career. And this metaphor about life is like a box of chocolates is very much like that. So just remember, folks, that Life is like a box of chocolates. It's sweet, and you can choose some great things and pursue them. But ultimately, you're going to have to leave some things behind. The best way to predict the future is to create it. Peter Drucker, 1909 to 2005. He was an Australian-born American management consultant, educator, and author whose writings contributed to the philosophical and practical foundations of the modern business corporation. Everything that came into being has something that caused it. Things don't, they just don't happen by themselves. Process-focused mindset allows us to get natural value out of any activity. The process becomes its own reward. We get into a state of flow and we lose the sense of time as the compelling power of process draws us in. I went to a baseball game the other day. Our team didn't do that great, but you know what? We had a great time out at the ball game. And using this as an example, you know, you talk about a no-hitter or a perfect game with a pitcher who's on the brink of one. This shifts the pitcher's focus from the process of pitching to the outcome of a no-hitter and what it can mean for his career. And that's sufficient to throw the most seasoned pitchers off the game. So in other words, for him to think about... You know, pitching a no-hitter, and once he starts doing that, he loses his focus on the immediacy of what he's doing in just that moment. And that's enough to throw him off the entire game. That's with us in life, you know. Instead of setting goals, focusing on them, ask, what's the process that might get me to this goal? Then obsessively focus on the process and then forget about the goal, in my own life, I'm learning about enjoying every aspect of a task. To get from A to B requires a lot of different things. In, in, my, different, in my particular case as a CEO of a technology company, I have to look at all kinds of different aspects, right, from the uh, functioning of the service that I want to provide, the coding that's going to go into it, the people that uh, are going to be involved and the skills required, the, um, the financial reporting, the legal aspects, the fundraising. There's all these different aspects. And in today's world, when a person is pretty well able to manage an entire operation themselves, if you, you can learn these different aspects. And what I've found out is that 
it's fascinating, you know, like uh, just recently I wrote a 20-page legal document myself. Uh, you know, obviously I took research and I took examples and I took advice from people, but ultimately I did the job of a lawyer that would have cost, you know, $10,000 to do. Um, I don't have to do it all the time. So that is the beauty of it because it's not it's not something that I enjoy doing as much as I do other aspects of the job. But because I only do it when needed, um, I'm able to expand my horizons. And I got some advice from... Um, uh, a very prominent lawyer friend of mine who said that, you know, when you look at these legal documents, they're written in English. They're written in your language. And all you got to do is slow down. If you don't understand a word, look it up, but try to understand the concepts. And by doing this, I have a greater understanding of the legal structure of my organization. And this helps me when I'm negotiating. It's uh, I understand the ins and outs and all the stakes that other people have in the organization. So uh, and making things clear so that it runs smoothly and you don't get tangled in these webs in the future. The idea here is that if you want to say accomplish something, if you want to be an artist, you want to be a singer, you have to understand all the different aspects. You you enjoy the singing, but you also you're going to have to promote yourself. You're going to have to manage yourself. You're going to look at events, building audiences. And you got all these things that uh, that you have to do, and you might say well, I don't like that aspect, but you know, you don't have the money to hire somebody. You can do it. And, and if you put your mind to it and you change your mindset to say, I'm going to enjoy this process of going through doing this, then the outcome will come itself. So by actually doing these things, you are virtually creating your own future. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. Stanford University Commencement Speech 2005. Stephen Paul Jobs, 1955 to 2011. Everybody knows who he is. I don't need to introduce him. <laughs> All I can say is that this man lived by that quote you can honestly say that he carved out his own way in life. He didn't let the noise of others' opinions drown out his own inner voice. I think that this has been a reoccurring theme throughout my life. I don't know about you, but we get so influenced by other people's opinions, even when they don't give them, or we, we think that may be their opinion. So we try to alter our behavior and not pursue things that we really want to do because of their opinions or how we think that they might think about us. And as a result, we never pursue these things or we carry along unnecessary baggage worrying about what other people think. The example that I'm going to give you about my own life is the fact of uh, my age. Chronologically, I'm uh, 60 years old, but my mindset, I feel so much younger. I feel like I'm... Uh, like I've never felt younger in my life and so much full of uh, wonder and adventure about the future and enthusiastic about what's coming next and the projects that I'm involved in and how they challenge me and make me want to do more. 
For example, people always ask you, well, what do you do? And what they mean is, what's your job? What do you do for a living? As a person who is involved in many projects, I wear many different hats, and I have a variety of different interests, and I believe this is healthy for me because it gives me a greater perspective on life, and I pull in ideas from all kinds of different places to use in the project that I'm currently focused on at this particular moment. So you get into this awkward kind of situation where you're trying to justify or explain your existence to somebody that you meet at a social event or wherever it may be. And even uh, talking uh, with your own voices, you're trying to explain and justify who you are and what you do for a living. So recently I've come up with my default answer, which is I am a person of independent means. I found that this statement usually works pretty good as they usually stop in their tracks and they say, boy, aren't you lucky? You can do whatever you want. You can pursue your own projects and your own ideas. You must be either be rich or you've saved a lot of money or you are have this magical ability to uh, to do things with not needing any income. Then the conversation gradually drifts away and they begin to, then they start thinking about themselves. <laughs> That's what I usually find happening. It, it usually stops them in their tracks and they go, oh, that's different. Uh, you don't know what they're thinking, obviously. And, and the idea is you don't even care. And then you move the conversation beyond that. And you don't stand there like a babbling idiot trying to explain all the different things that you do. And it's better to listen to other people when you're in conversations anyways, because you learn more in life when you listen to people. So in summarizing this particular quote, don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice because your own voice is very important. And if you can develop that relationship with your own inner voice as the inner voice that's your best friend, that's acting in your best interest, then you will have a better life and you will focus on a life that you want and not try to live a life that other people may be projecting on you and who really don't even care much about you. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes and share if you enjoyed it and found it useful. Because this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.